This is the L3 Leadership Podcast, episode number 248. Hey leader, I hope you're doing well in the midst of everything going on with COVID-19 and the coronavirus. I believe today's lesson is going to be extremely practical for you and will help you lead better in the midst of this crisis. And so get ready for that. But before we dive into the lesson, I just want to let you know that we have completely revamped and relaunched our entire L3 leadership membership site, and it is incredible. And I believe that should be your next step in your leadership development journey. And we are actually offering two months free when you sign up for membership today. And so let me just tell you what you'll get as a member of L3 leadership. We are having live monthly webinars with nationally known leaders that you'll have access to and you'll have an opportunity to ask questions to, and that is for members only. You'll have access to every L3 one-day talk that's ever happened at our conference. You're going to have an opportunity to go through leadership courses that we've developed and had members of L3 develop. It is going to be unbelievable, and there's so much more. So you can learn more about membership and get your first two months free at l3leadership.org and click on the membership button. With that being said, let's dive right into the lesson. Here's my lesson on how to lead your organization through the COVID-19 crisis or any other crisis you may face. Hey everyone, today I'd like to talk to you on the subject, how to lead your organization through COVID-19 and any other crisis that you may face. This is going to be an extremely practical lesson that you can apply immediately. And why I'm doing this lesson is because it's now been over three weeks since our world has been changed significantly due to COVID-19. And so I thought it would be helpful to share what our organization has done to lead through this crisis. And my hope is that it'll help you and your organization get better as a result. But before I dive into the practical lessons, I think it's important to share that a lesson that I've definitely learned through this whole crisis is this. There is no such thing as a perfect leader, a perfect leadership team, or a perfect way to handle all the complications that come with crisis. Let me say that again. There is no such thing as a perfect leader, a perfect leadership team, or a perfect way to handle all the complications that come with crisis. In fact, here's what I've learned about leaders. Leaders may not always know the answers up front, but they know there are answers and they will figure out their answers with their team. And that's what makes them leaders. So I just want to encourage you and all of us, let's show grace to leaders leading through this crisis. You know, every leader that I know, including myself, is doing the best we can with what we know. And I think the challenge in any crisis is to just get better in the middle of it. And this is an opportunity to get better every day. And I hope that some of the things I share with you today will help you get better. So as we dive into the practical part of this lesson, let me just start by giving you a little bit of context for the arena in which I help lead on a daily basis. I'm currently the Director of Development at Light of Life Rescue Mission. We are a nonprofit organization that serves the homeless men, women, and children of Pittsburgh, and we are an essential organization in this time, and we have remained open during COVID-19. As a result, we've spent the last three weeks doing everything we can to lead our staff, our clients, our guests, our volunteers, and donors through this experience, and that's required us to all adapt daily as a team. Uh, There are a lot of changing policies and procedures that have been given by the state, uh, the city, and federal government. And so we certainly haven't done everything perfectly, but we are consistently getting better through this. And so as a result, I just want to share with you the things that we've done to lead through this pandemic. And I believe you can use this as a blueprint for leading your organization through crisis. So let's dive right in. The first thing I would tell you to do to lead well during crisis is that your leadership team should be meeting frequently. 
Your leadership team should be meeting frequently. After all, as leaders, you're ultimately responsible for the organization. And so I just listed out a bunch of questions that our leadership team has wrestled through. I hope that they'll be helpful in creating meaningful conversations and plans and meetings for your team. But here's some questions that we've had to wrestle through and continue to wrestle through. Hey, in light of everything going on, what do we need to do in light of what we know today? What plans do we need to have in place as a result of this? For instance, our financial plan. What would our plan be if we were to take a hit financially? What would that look like if we took a 5% hit, a 10% hit, more than a 10% hit? Uh, What unnecessary spending could we cut in our departments? How will we raise money during this crisis? What are all the HR issues that we need to be aware of and, and deal with? Hey, what opportunities do we have as an organization to make a difference? As leaders, what sacrifices could we make during this crisis? And lastly, how do we love our staff well through this? I love that question. How do we love our staff well through this? And once we finished working through these questions, uh, we actually met and shared our plan with a few members of our board to get their input and feedback. And they gave great feedback and we were able to improve the plan. But at the end of the day, your leadership team should be meeting frequently, updating plans frequently, and updating the stakeholders uh, frequently, and that includes your board, the leadership team, and the staff. The second thing that I would encourage you to do as a leader is that you need to create a crisis task force. You need to create a, a crisis task force. Uh, we immediately put together a team of leaders within our organization who could help us with the crisis. And if you're thinking, how do you decide who should be on that team? Uh, well, we just simply ask the question, who needs to be in the room? And for us, we thought about, okay, the directors clearly need to be in those meetings. We need admin, uh, finance, and HR represented. Uh, for us as a nonprofit, we needed our volunteer coordinator there. We need our communications team there. And we need our facility and operation team there. And so that's what we decided need to be in the room. Just take a few minutes. It, it should become pretty easy to determine who needs to be on that task force. Uh, here's what I would tell you about your task force. Your task force should be meeting daily at least in the beginning of crisis, they need to meet daily. Our task force meets daily at 8 a.m. to go through the agenda I'm about to share with you. And so if you have a task force, here would be the, the agenda that I recommend. First, no matter what meeting you're hosting, you need to pick a facilitator. So it needs to be clear who's leading and facilitating the meeting. Then you need to pick someone who's going to take notes. And again, this needs to be defined in advance. And just as an added tool, we use Microsoft products. So we use Microsoft OneNote to share all of our meeting agendas. And we also created notebooks within our OneNote specifically for this crisis that includes any documentation that we need and or have created as a result of the crisis. So pick a facilitator, get someone to take notes, and then you can start the meeting. Uh, When you start the meeting, again, we're a faith-based nonprofit, and so we begin our meetings with a brief devotion from our executive director, and then we pray. So if that's not applicable to you, don't worry about it, but we start off with some kind of encouragement. And then we do check-ins during every single meeting, and this is huge. This is huge. And so you want to make sure you know how everyone is doing, especially in the midst of a crisis, because everyone is working extra hard, everyone's super stressed. And so you need to make sure that you're actually uh, knowing how people are doing. And to do this, we just simply ask every single person on the task force, how are you doing on a scale of one to 10 and why? And this is huge. And I do this in all of my meetings for all the teams everywhere, because I think it's so important because it actually lets people share where they're doing. Uh, how they're doing. And so how are you doing on a scale of one to 10 and why? 
And then we ask them, do you have any wins or celebrations that you want to share with the team? And again, that allows you, if someone's not doing well, if someone's a two out of 10, it immediately allows you to focus on them. For us, we would pray for them and to help uh, support and encourage them when they're in a time of need. And so make sure you check in with everyone on your team and how they're doing on a daily basis. The next thing we do in our meeting is we share any updates on the crisis. And we have several sources that we check daily to make sure that we're getting updates. And again, we expect everyone on the task force to be up to date with everything happening uh, with the crisis so that we're all on the same page. And so we'll update any, uh, we'll share any updates on the crisis. Then we'll review action items from the previous day. And again, the, we usually ask the note taker to do this. So, hey, what did we say we were going to do yesterday? Once we run through the action items from the previous day, we all then agree on the agenda for today's meeting. And so ideally that everyone is coming in with what they think is important to discuss. And so you ask the question, hey, what's important? What must we focus on in this meeting? And if you need help coming up with an agenda, here are some questions to help you think through an agenda. What has changed in the last 24 hours that we need to adapt to? What problems are we experiencing that we need to fix? What opportunities are there for us to make a difference? What contingency plans do we need to prepare? What needs do we have? Uh, What do we need to communicate? Who do we need to communicate to? And ultimately, who is doing what by when? And so hopefully you come up with an agenda. And once you come up with the agenda and know what's important, you have discussions and you try to solve problems. That should be the bulk of your meeting is just solving problems. And when you're solving problems, you're guaranteed to come up with new to-do list items or new action items. And so the note taker should be making a list of any new action items that were added through the discussion. And once you're done with all the discussions, the note taker should review any new action items that were added to the to-do list. And next to every action item, you need to list who's responsible for this and by when. Who is responsible for this by when. And then you all agree on that. And that's when you can end the meeting. And, uh, and so we are about three weeks into this and our meetings aren't going as long as they first did. In the beginning, we were meeting two, two and a half hours a day. Um, and now we're down to about 45 minutes and we're actually talking about meeting less frequently because once you've laid a solid foundation in crisis, you should be able to build on that. And so again, I'd encourage you to meet daily on the front end. And then as you start to build and feel comfortable with the plans that you've put in place, you can meet less frequently. So, so far, your leadership team is meeting frequently, and you've created a task force for the crisis, and you're meeting daily. The next thing you need to do as a leader is you need to seek wisdom. You need to seek wisdom. Listen, do not do leadership alone. That's one of our values. Partner with other organizations who do similar work that you do and ask them what they're doing through the crisis. You'd be shocked at what you can learn just by asking others what they're doing. Reach out to leaders that you respect and ask them their opinions on the decisions that you've made as an organization. You know, specific to COVID-19, check the CDC guidelines and the local and state policies and procedures. Seek wisdom. Never stop seeking wisdom. There is so much out there, and uh, we are all better together. So seek wisdom. The next thing I would tell you to do in order to lead well during crisis is to communicate to your staff often communicate to your staff often. I believe it's more important now than ever to be over communicating with your staff. And so here are just a few tips when it comes to doing that. I would encourage you to set up an all staff meeting at least once a week and more often if if necessary. Set up an all staff meeting at least once a week. When you set up an all staff meeting, determine what needs communicated. Okay, don't just have a staff meeting to have a staff meeting and never go into a staff meeting without being prepared on what you're going to say. So as a leader, what should you say? Well, in my opinion, if you're communicating to your staff, this is what I would communicate. Number one, I'd always give people hope. 
always give people hope. Let them know that there is an answer and we will get through this together. Right? They need everyone needs hope in this situation, and you as the leader are a dealer in hope. So give your staff hope. Let them know that this could be your organization's finest hour. In fact, this is something our executive director has continued to communicate through this crisis, and I believe uh, our people are raising to rising to that standard. They're rising to the standard. It's been amazing to watch. That fires me up. Hey, this is our greatest hour. Put some vision and fire in your people, leader. So after you've given your staff hope and fired them up, here's what I would encourage you to communicate. I would put yourself in your staff's shoes and ask yourself, what questions are they likely asking that I need to answer? Here are a few examples. Your staff's probably thinking, am I going to lose my job? What if X happens during this? What if my family's not comfortable with me working, etc.? Again, I would just encourage you to spend some time putting yourself in your staff's shoes and, and thinking through the questions that they're thinking of and then actually answer them. And of course, you can open it up to Q&A, but the more you can think through what they're thinking through as your staff, um, the better you'll be. So figure out what questions they're asking and answer them. And then finally, after you've answered questions, I would, I would challenge your staff in two different areas. One, I would challenge your staff to be real, open, and authentic. Let your staff know that it's okay to not be okay. You know, this is why I think it's so important that we're asking people how they're doing on a daily basis on a scale of one to 10 and let your staff talk. Let them know that they can not be okay and it's okay to say I'm having a bad day or that I'm stressed or I feel overwhelmed. It's okay to not be okay and let them know that they are not alone and pray with them when they share that with you. Celebrate that they were honest with you. And hey, leader, let me just tell you this. It also begins with you. You can't ask your people to be real, open, and authentic if you're not being real, open, and authentic. So let them know how you're doing. If you're not a 10 out of 10, if you're a 7 today because you're stressed and overwhelmed, share that with your people. Be real and be authentic. And then the last thing I would tell you to to challenge your staff with is challenge people not to gossip. I'm going to do a whole leadership lesson on this, but this is huge. The more I grow and develop as a leader, the more common and the more detrimental I realize gossip is. Here's the thing. As a leader, you're responsible for stopping gossip. And to do that, I believe you need to challenge your team not to gossip. And here's the thought. Make sure that you're not gossiping. And if someone comes to you to gossip, direct them to talk to the person they're gossiping about or to take it to a leader that can actually do something about it. And if you're that leader, do something about it. And more often than not, in the midst of gossip, it becomes sitting down and having a hard conversation between two people and doing a little bit of peacemaking. So don't have a lot of time to cover that. But again, that's what I would communicate if I were you uh, as the leader of your organization to your staff. The next thing I would tell you to do as a leader to lead well during crisis is to connect with your team consistently. I believe now it's more important than ever to be connecting with your team on a consistent basis and making sure that they're doing okay. And so here are a few things that I do in order to stay in touch with our team. Uh, We use Slack uh, daily to check in and communicate often. And so every day in Slack, I ask the entire team, hey, how are you doing on a scale of one to 10 and why? And again, it allows us all to know how we're doing and how we can encourage and support each other. Uh, If you are leading a team and you normally meet once a week as a team, I want to encourage you to up it to two or three times a week. And they don't all have to be staff meetings where you're going through issues. In fact, I would encourage you, most of them should just be checking in and seeing how everyone is doing and allowing your team to see one another and go through this together. I want to encourage you also as the leader to call your team members individually once a week. Now, I'm not perfect at doing this, but I try to. Um, Connecting one-on-one is absolutely huge. So call your team members, see how they're doing, see how you can serve them, and pray with them if that is applicable and uh, appropriate. 
I'd also encourage you to celebrate and encourage your people as often as you can. Find as many reasons as you can to celebrate the, the, the people on your team. Celebrate them on calls, through Slack, through text, on a phone call. Send them a thank you card. Anything you can do to encourage and celebrate your team, do it in this time. Here's another thought when it comes to connecting with your team. Give grace, but also receive grace. And let me just explain that. In a crisis, we all know that everyone is working hard and everyone is stressed. And so as a result, whether it's on day one or day 100, you're likely to see sides of people that you've never seen before. And people will also likely see sides of you they've never seen before. Why? Because we're under stress. And so I just want to encourage you as the leader of your team, let's be sure to give extra grace in this season. And uh, let's also be willing to ask and receive for some extra grace ourselves. There's going to be days where we're not our best. And so we need to be willing to ask for forgiveness when we're not and for grace uh, during this time. Uh, another, this is similar, but when it comes to, to dealing with people and giving extra grace, I think a great question for you to ask as the leader, if you're frustrated with someone, is what does seeing that person through the eyes of empathy look like? I'll ask that again because that question's changed my life. What does seeing that person through the eyes of empathy look like? And, you know, usually the people that frustrate us, we're not great at putting ourselves in their shoes, but put yourself in their shoes. Maybe they're going through a hard time. Maybe they have a billion other things going on. And when you start to look through Uh, look at people through the eyes of empathy, it changes everything. And then lastly, and I've said this often throughout, but pray for your team and with your team. Again, I'm a person of faith and we're a faith-based organization, so we're able to do this consistently. Um, But we end every team meeting asking for prayer requests and praying for one another. And it's absolutely wonderful to be able to do that. The next thing I would tell you to do to lead well during crisis is to lead yourself well and to challenge your team members to lead themselves well. In times of crisis, we all tend to work harder and longer, and as a result, we become more stressed than we usually are. And when we're more stressed than we usually are, we usually start to to develop bad habits pretty quickly, and bad habits ultimately lead to sloppy leadership. And so because of that, I believe it's even more important to lead yourself well and to challenge your team to do the same during crisis. And so here are just a few thoughts when it comes to leading yourself well. Get rest get rest. If possible, try to get seven or eight hours of sleep a night. It really does make a difference. I know for me, even over the last three weeks, when I don't average that uh, for enough days in a row, I am not at my best. I get grumpy. I get short and uh, it is not good. And I would imagine you're the same. And so crisis requires us to be at our best. Therefore, we must rest. Next, spend time with your family. In crisis, it's so easy to go hard all the time and to neglect your family. Please don't. Carve out time for them and give them your undivided attention daily. Please do that. The next thing I would do to tell you to lead yourself well is to work out. There are so many benefits to working out. I'm not going to take time to go into them now, but I'll do an entire lesson on that one day. But get exercise daily. It really does matter. Eat healthy. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Uh, when crisis, uh, when the crisis started, I call myself Fat Dougie when I go crazy with eating. Um, but Fat Dougie came out and literally I bought so many snacks and treats from the grocery store that we didn't have room for them in our pantry, which was awesome for Fat Dougie, but not awesome for, for Leader Dougie. And so I know I'm not at my best when I'm not eating healthy. And so sure, it's great to treat yourself once in a while, but eating well really does make a difference. And so eat healthy. Um, the next thing I said to, is to stay sharp right? Many of us are working from home. I believe you should still act as though you were going into work for a normal day. Get dressed, take a shower, stick to a routine, stay sharp. And then lastly, to lead yourself well, be honest with how you're doing. Again, this back to the one to 10 question. It's so important. If you are not doing well, it's okay. Just share that with other people who can help you and be there for you in your time of need. It is okay to not be okay. And so in review, 
If you're leading through crisis, your leadership team should be meeting frequently. You should create a crisis task force. Your task force should meet daily. You should seek wisdom. You should communicate to your staff often. You should connect with your team consistently. You should laugh often and don't stop. You need to lead yourself well and challenge your team members to lead themselves well. And if you'll do that and do it daily over and over and over again, I believe that you will lead well during crisis. And so if this lesson helped you, please share it with other leaders that may find it helpful. You know, our passion as an organization at L3 Leadership is to daily add value to leaders' lives. And so when you share our content, you help us do that. And, you know, I started off this lesson by telling you that there are no perfect leaders, and that is a fact. And so I just want to ask you, make me better. What am I missing in this process? How can we get better in the middle of this crisis? I would love to hear how you're leading in crisis um, and any thoughts that you have about this lesson. You can email me at dougsmith at l3leadership.org, and I'd love to connect with you. Hey, thanks for allowing us to come into your life and leadership journey today. Lead well, my friend. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to my lesson on how to lead your organization through COVID-19 or any other crisis that you may face. I hope it added value to your life. If it did, it would mean the world to me if you would think of at least one other leader that could benefit by listening to this lesson and please share it with them. It could change their life and their leadership and their organization. So thank you in advance for that. I'll mention it again, but I believe your best next step as a leader is to join our L3 leadership membership site. And we just revamped and relaunched it. It's incredible. Again, you can learn more about membership at l3leadership.org. As always, I like to end with a quote, and I'll quote Gerald Brooks, who again said something brilliant in the midst of all this. He just simply said, you don't have to be on a stage to lead. And maybe you need to hear that today as a leader. You do not have to be on a stage to lead. Just lead. Hey, thanks so much for listening and being a part of L3 Leadership. Laura and I appreciate you so much, and we will talk to you next episode.